0: Greetings, Cap fans, and welcome to episode 175 of the Captain America comic book fans podcast. I'm your host, Rick Verbonis, and as always, I am joined by Bob Lucius. He's the best gosh darn co-host out there. Oh, Bob. Dance. Go rush a speaker that booms. I'm killing your brain like a poisonous mushroom, deadly. When I play a dope medley, anything less than the best is a felony. Love it or leave it, you better gangway. You better hit bullseye, the kid don't play. And if there was a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Check out the hook while my DJ resolved it. Nice, Bob, man. Go ahead, Bob, take it. Take
1: it. Oh, I, I don't I don't know what comes next. Uh, Come on.
0: Ice, ice. Baby. Oh, there it is. There it dum, is. Dum, 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 dum. Yeah. Oh. Ice, ice baby
1: yeah nice very good uh, my, oh that's nice. first of all nicely done nicely thank you done. yeah thank and i you. and i got i got the hook I, I understand i understand what's going on there uh nicely done on on a second level
0: uh, oh there's there's yeah. yeah of course there's multiple levels here because yeah i'm killing your brain
1: yeah
0: like a poisonous mushroom
1: mm-hmm.
0: deadly when i play a dope melody anything less as best as a felony and then there's even imagine a mention of bullseye Beautiful. i mean it's great right?
1: it is perfect it's like perfectly set up for it what's the name of the song bob uh is it, is it ice ice baby
0: it is yeah. who sings it
1: vanilla ice there you go yeah, yeah. a true american uh treasure right there vanilla yeah ice. let's yeah
0: sure let's go with that yeah. uh and because today bob we are covering uh captain america 373 which happens to be part two of streets of poison like a poisonous mushroom and uh yeah so i i, I went with the low-hanging fruit of uh, ice ice baby considering the the poisonous drug that's on the streets is named ice and so if you are uh listening to this and you missed episode 170 Go ahead and put a pause on this and go back and listen to episode 170 because that's Streets of Poison part one. And uh, we're doing this. This is a seven part story. I think the last episode I may say, is this five parts? And you're like, yeah. And I like I went back and was like, oh, no, it's seven parts. Anyway, so uh, we got this for the next after this five more months. So yeah. the second Wednesday, every month, we're going to knock out the next uh, next portion of Streets of Poison.
1: All right. I like that. I like it. Man, you know, it reminds me of a conversation I had with my son this morning. Because we were uh, coming back from his his uh, his basketball game, Casey was driving. I was in the passenger seat. Bobby's in the back seat, and he's like, go want to hear some music?" And we're like, oh, okay," because we're listening to '80s on eight on Sirius, right? And he right. Playing his music, and like, and
0: you're like, "Yes, we are listening to music."
1: Yes, I know. So we had a big discussion about uh, what what makes music quality. What makes the difference between classic and nostalgic
0: okay uh, which, which, i which, can't wait every, to hear this not
1: everyone will agree on it i'm sure but like for me i was you know we we'll go back a day coming back from basketball practice uh, i guess on thursday and uh there was a song uh, i think it was yes uh owner of a lonely heart oh know?
0: very nice yeah yeah, yeah. was that was that like 1985 yeah they're
1: about 45 right right not okay. a
0: great song and and i'm explaining about it. i'm like he's like,
1: why, this is not a good song. And I'm like, yeah, it's not a really great song, but it's a nostalgic song mm-hmm. and it's nostalgic. And I and I went on to explain to him that like back in the eighties when MTV first came out and became popular, they played music videos all the time. And so people remember songs that they remembered the videos and if the videos were good and the videos were popular no matter you know even if the songs weren't that good the songs mm-hmm. became you know
0: popular right um, right right
1: right the the video drove the popularity of the song
0: no oh, video and, killed the radio
1: yeah there you go the buggles right so so I was you know sort of explaining this to him and that you know another reason that sometimes songs are nostalgic is because we remember where we were when we heard them music like sounds, yes. you know, smells can elicit these deep-seated memories, totally right, but that's different than a classic, like a classic song is just it's at a different level right it's 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 memorable because uh it it introduces new themes or you know a new way a new type of composition or it's just you know i don't know there's something different about a classic so often i just
0: use that term all the time like (laughs) monomena (laughs) Phenomena. <laughs> oh,
1: there you Manamana. go. There you go. It's yeah. a classic, right? So, like, open. Right. You know, like, no, it's totally is not by that's, Journey. Yes, yes, is way. a classic, right?
0: Wait a minute. You just said it was nostalgic.
1: No, Journey, Open Arms. Right. Uh, or, I
0: will go but, with. I will go with nostalgic.
1: Really, I think that's. It. Those are classic 80s songs, right? Whereas, you know, a lot like Tony Basil. Uh, oh, 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 yeah, what
0: it? Oh, R- Mickey. Oh, Mickey, Mickey, you're so fine. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. One that's, hit wonder
1: nostalgic right not a classic. nostalgic
0: so yeah. so you're talking to a guy you ready ready for this yeah, yeah. i wasn't a journey fan i was <gasps> counter culture oh. back then in oh, in middle school and, and uh yeah i was like i don't like his voice is too high Oh my. God. so i was a guy i was one of those guys that i couldn't stand uh uh journey i couldn't stand uh oh gosh what was the other one that was around that time that was a high Please. voice foreigner uh, uh yeah, or foreigner. uh yeah. air supply I know what
1: love is. yeah would, you know yeah yeah
0: a- i i just uh i okay. yeah didn't get into them no. later on i could appreciate them but yeah. at the time no nah, no nah. so it's yeah. not nostalgic for me all right and i certainly well, don't yeah well yeah, that's positive. it
1: though right nostalgic different for everybody because we all have different experiences mm. so but he's playing his music and i'm like dude no i'm sorry I'm, this may be nostalgic for you in 30 years but it's not going to be a classic because all it is is bad words like a guy like saying bad words Talk, mm. and he's not even singing it, he's just talking it right and it's yeah. very it's indistinguishable so you may remember it from a good time and that song was playing but it's really it's not going to be a classic mm-hmm. i'm like he's like well you know People have been doing this for a long time. I'm like, yeah, but when Eminem did it, or you know, some of the early rappers, you know, were doing it. Like mm-hmm. it was all new. People like <laughs> oh, he just said the F word. Like, like Vanilla Ice. Well, sure, yeah, the white <laughs> dudes, right? But I'm like, that was new, right? When like like those guys were swearing in songs, right? People mm-hmm. were like, they were local district attorneys, like charging them with that stuff because it was
0: so new and. Remember jarred. when they put labels on the album does. covers? Yeah. Yeah, right. I had my parental dis- discretionary or whatever right yeah i you know and i was not upset about that back in the day no. i maybe if i was a kid that was trying to get an album and i couldn't because i had that on there i would have been yeah. like upset but i wasn't upset i was like i'm like a you know a mid-teens and i'm like absolutely i don't want young kids read you know hearing this stuff yeah. <laughs> right yeah i was uptight back then <laughs> <laughs>
1: Just, <laughs> i got interviewed uh, I think I was in high school. I was probably 10th grade. I don't know. Uh-huh. Maybe, maybe even like ninth. I don't know. I was walking down the street one day in the, in the city of Lowell, which is right next to the town I grew up in. And there was a, there's an adult bookstore there called Tower Books. And uh-huh. I got accosted by the local newspaper who asked me man on the street (laughs) what what do you think about tower books should they be allowed to to sell smutty books and i said and there's a picture of me in the newspaper with the quote they can sell whatever they want this is america
0: (laughs) whoa look at you yeah right yeah look at you now that takes me back to uh my mother was like what I, I graduated. I'm sure that was a conversation at dinner that night. Oh, it was, um, yeah. uh, I, I graduated high school and uh, me and my best friend uh, decide to, to do an all nighter and drive a couple of hours to go to, to Manhattan. And I had never been before. I don't think he's ever been before. And we get there and we did. Uh, it was like the first all nighter of my life. I'm 17 years old. Right. Cause I, I, I hadn't, like I turn eighteen in October, so I was an early grad high school graduate. Uh-huh. so we're there, and uh you know we're we're tired and you no know, whatever and i uh, I'll never forget this. um I must have had the I'm a tourist look on my face, right? Because I go up to this police officer who is sitting on the biggest horse I've ever seen, and he's up there, and I'm lost, I'm looking for something, and I go up there and I say. Uh, Excuse me. And before I could say the next thing, he looks at me and goes, you can't get there from here. (laughs) And I was like, and the look on my face reacting to that must have been priceless, made Mm. this police officer's day because he he looked at me. He was like, where do you need to go? (laughs) (laughs) He must have felt bad with with the Uh. look of shocked yeah,
1: dismay uh, yeah. on my face oh, uh, awesome. but
0: anyway it leads me to the point where we actually end up going into this bookstore in downtown Manhattan and uh I you know it's 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 set up like any Walden's books kind of theme right they have mm-hmm. they have their their rows with their bookcases and then they have these little displays in the center of the aisle with a whole bunch of books piled there anyway i go to this this book uh this center thing and they had uh hardcover books that had all kinds of graphic uh this pornography it wasn't just nudity it wasn't like you know hearing nudes no it was pornographic and i'm a 17 year old was it it artful pornography i uh (laughs) i don't know what art is but i know what i like yeah that's right (laughs) Uh, but anyway, so I opened it up and I'm like, what? Now, this is now again, 17 year old male, free internet. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so, and you know what my first reaction was, kids Bob? These
1: days. have no idea.
0: Or maybe yeah. it was my second reaction. Yeah. Was this is out in the open? Little kids can see this. <laughs> so if i was on that street and i the man on the street interview came up to me i would have been yeah. like well as long as they keep the little kids out i don't care <laughs> oh my goodness that's awesome you know going back to that uh, owner of a lonely heart uh if i remember correctly because i was in I might have been like uh, early high school when that song came out. So now that I think about it, it, was you're right. It was probably like 83, 84. It was off the album 90125. And the only reason I remember that yeah. is because it was interesting that they named that album after the barcode that was assigned to it.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Yeah. So they didn't have a name for the album and then yeah. they you know it was assigned a barcode and they're like, you need to come up with a name for the album. And they looked at the barcode and were like, nah, 90125. <laughs> and and also the other thing too is I don't think it was the original members of Yes. You know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like the, the the original guys, you know, from the sixties and seventies. And I think this yeah. was like uh like it was the drummer from yes. Yeah, right, right, and yeah. and yeah. you know, the other people, uh what was it, Anderson Bruford? wakeman and how i have no idea no it sounds like a a law firm but yeah it it, does yeah yeah they gosh i'm gonna get this messed up but i believe like they didn't retain the rights to the group yes so they went on to form an album and they called themselves anderson bruford wakeman and how they're the four last names yeah and then i think the drummer from yes Kept yes, and then he formed a new band, and with a with a a singer that sounded like huh, the original singer, yeah, and and so that that owner of a Lonely Heart is that band, Wow, now, later, I think they all kind of and i, I only I only know this because I have a friend who's a huge yes fan, right mm-hmm. and uh I think later they all got together and toured. You know, the the, yeah. the the old band and the new for, newly formed band. And they all formed yeah. together and they they went touring probably like oh, in, wow. the, in the 90s or something like that. Yeah. And probably made a crap load of money.
1: Probably so. Probably. Yeah. Rick, do they have, uh, speaking of law firms, do they have commercials for Morgan & Morgan where you live?
0: I've heard that name before. Have I don't they? watch TV, so uh, okay. I don't, like I, I stream stuff, so I don't get commercials. Yeah. So I don't see the commercials. But I've heard that before.
1: Yeah, it's a big, I mean, it's a huge, I mean, the commercials all the time on uh, on TV down here. And and I thought it was just a Florida firm, but apparently it's a national wide firm because I've seen ads in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I've seen them in Boston. I've seen them elsewhere. And it was funny. I read, a, I read an article about the guy uh, who founded Morgan & Morgan, the elder Morgan. And uh, he's thinking about running for governor of Florida. And uh, he's not what I expected um, based on having just been saturated in his commercials since i moved to florida in 2017 apparently he he's a democrat and he wants to legalize weed and like he he's just like swears all the time
0: that's not Uh, the preconceived notion i had of a lawyer
1: (laughs) i know you know because on the commercial i mean they're a they're a personal injury law firm
0: and they're Mm
1: -hmm. a biggest apparently ambulance chasers yeah. Biggest in the country. I mean, they made billions mm-hmm. and billions of dollars and, uh, and he, you know, you always see him in a suit in a commercial and he looks, you know, like he would be like a billionaire, you know, lawyer, but, but yeah, it's really a very interesting character. He's quite a character. Um, so,
0: <laughs> you know, uh, I, when I, I live in New Jersey, I grew up in Delaware. I visit my mom pretty frequently and, uh, I drive through Philadelphia. And so, um, If you look at the billboards off of Mm I-95 in Philadelphia, you would think Philadelphia is the injury capital of the world. (laughs) I I swear to God, 90 percent. It seems like 90 percent of the billboards out there are all about injury lawyers. Now, this could be in every major city, you know, uh, throughout the United States. But I only drive through Philadelphia, so I don't know. But to me, it's like. Dear Lord. I mean, like it's one injury lawyer after another. I'm pretty sure I probably saw a Morgan and Morgan Bill.
1: Undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. Yeah. They're everywhere. So. All right. Keep your eyes out for uh, John Morgan. I don't think so. Yeah. Interesting dude.
0: Mm. Hmm. So I got a funny story, Bob. Uh, You know, we're recording this on a Saturday, which is off our normal schedule because we're Mm -hmm. we're trying to play catch up. And uh, I didn't Prior to when we started re- recording, uh, I remembered 45 minutes before. And I because I was so busy this morning, like mm-hmm. I, I got people coming over the house tonight. I got to clean the house. I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I I'm I'm um getting together various things. And I was like, you yeah, know, I should probably put down a, a make a to-do list for today because I'm the kind of guy who likes to make a to-do list just so mm-hmm. I can cross things off. Yeah. And I mentally going through my head and I was like oh yeah because you know I gotta I gotta edit this week's podcast I gotta get ready for the Jms interview I gotta I gotta read these things I'm like oh crap we're recording in 45 minutes yeah. I am not prepared at all I haven't read the comic I haven't gone through and made my notes I haven't come up with my hello to you I haven't done any of that uh and so the first thing that came into my head was Ice, ice, baby. I was like, again, low hanging fruit. I'm like, yeah. But then I read the lyrics. I was like, oh, this is perfect. And yeah. then, um, so, uh, yeah. I'm, but I'm, but, I'm good to go, man. I'm ready. But you,
1: but you had time to pour yourself a beer from your kegerator.
0: I did, uh, because, <laughs> uh, you know, it's not quite five o'clock, um, and so, but you know, a beer in the afternoon is okay on a weekend. Honestly, if
1: I had a beer at noon, uh, knowing that I had company coming that night, I'd be, I'd be asleep. I'd be asleep
0: by two uh, thirty. Oh, really? Uh, <laughs> yeah, put me right out.
1: Put me right lightweight.
0: out. Lightweight. No, yeah, I mean you I know am. I mean I'll sit on a Sunday and have a beer in the afternoon, watching Eagles game or something yeah. like that. And so I don't I, I you know I wanted you know we we record sometimes we have uh, adult beverages so sure yeah I pour myself a beer I pour yeah. myself I uh, um I do I have a kegerator uh here in in the basement and uh, I pour myself a, a Modelo.
1: Nice, nice. Modelo, Rick, you know, that is is, that's the most uh, that's the most uh, the top selling beer in the United States.
0: Yeah, right. It
1: is. It is. I mean, may not be aware of that, but, you know, there was that whole dust up about Bud Light and the protests and boycott and all that. Mm -hmm. And and apparently Modelo overtook Bud Light as the uh, most popular beer in the United States.
0: So not Millard Light, not Coors Light, not any other uh, American beer. You're saying what? a Mexican beer overtook Bud Light as the number one selling beer. Uh, all right, all right. I'm gonna have to get some fact checks on here. All right, all right. Yeah. Listeners, Bring can you please staff. fact check Bob? Can
1: we get get the staff get the staff in here? We're, oh, we don't have any staff, so yeah, All right. yeah. We'll have to rely on the listeners.
0: Well, see, I'm actually drinking Modelo. I don't normally. I'm normally having the keggerator. I usually have like Corona Premier over the last mm-hmm. couple of years. Prior to yeah. that, I had Corona Light. Um, Those are my preferences on Mexican beer. Yeah, and uh, the they during the pandemic, I couldn't get uh, Corona Light anymore because the problem that the the beer manufacturers were having was they weren't getting empty kegs back during the pandemic, so they ran out of kegs. Yeah, and so it was hard to get that. So I started like getting some different things in there, and then Uh then they stopped doing Corona Light kegs uh our listeners don't care about this uh but i then went into corona premiere and uh you know i mean it's like calories you know i don't feel nearly as bad uh any other thing too about having keg kegerator i could just like pour six ounces eight ounces and like you know it's like yeah. oh, i'll just have a little yeah. bit you know what i mean t- and t- as opposed to opening up a bottle you know or right you know now telenos.
1: this is just a technical question rick because you know my my my, my background is in kitty litter uh-huh. So uh, when you buy a keg of Corona light, does it weigh less than a regular keg of Corona? Because <laughs> if I, if I buy like a bucket of kitty litter, they have light kitty litter now and it actually weighs less. Does and, it really? Yeah. Same size bucket, but it weighs less.
0: Uh, no, uh, the keg doesn't weigh less, but I weigh less.
1: <laughs> and that's what's, that's what's important. Good point. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah so interesting. Um. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, corona, huh? Yeah, I like Corona. You got yeah. a problem with Corona?
1: No, well, I'm just, you know, I, I I, I think, you know, many people are surprised that Modelo is more
0: popular than Corona. But, I am very surprised. Yeah, I, I, think, I would think Corona would be like the top selling Mexican well, beer.
1: Well, you know, I think it's it sells a lot in some areas and some demographics, but I just don't think, you know, it can, it's as popular maybe among some demographics. They see it as maybe a little bit more of a, you know, coastal elite beer or, uh, you know, um you know
0: i feel like there's something you want to say here bob That <laughs> you're you're trying to
1: no no you're pussyfooting no, around uh, no i mean i think you know any beer you got to put a wedge of lime in you know to like complete the picture i think maybe is not going to be a high seller among some folks
0: so. are you are, are are you saying that uh i don't prefer a manly beer bob i'm not saying that it but sounds others, like that's what you're saying, uh, but, but others might. <laughs> so, so if I put a lime in my beer, well, all of a sudden I'm less manly than men who don't put limes in their beer.
1: Well, you know, it's 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 look, it's not like a like one of those little paper parasols. I'm uh, not against that.
0: Okay, <laughs> I'll put my pinky up. I don't
1: care. <laughs> put, put all that stuff up. So, yeah, it surprised me that Corona wasn't the the most popular selling beer in america and that Modelo, mm-hmm. which is not as well known i mean i don't know I, I mean i've had modellos before and i enjoy Modelo. i love corona corona is a great beer um but it surprised me that you know corona has been around for a long time been popular for a very long time that so when i
0: go tonight uh because uh we're, before we're hosting people over at the house we we're actually going out to meet at a mexican bar and it's a byob mm-hmm. and i'm gonna be bringing bottles of corona Light, and then I'm going to be asking the waitress or waiter, uh, "Can you bring some lime?" Uh, so you're saying that other members of the restaurant uh, would be looking at me and going, "Hmm." Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. I'll be getting judged. Is, is that is, is that, is a, that, is that what I'm hearing from you? Is Bob? it
0: is it a chichi's? No, no, no. it's not it's not, a not a chain. <laughs> it's it's a it's a local, no. individually a local. owned. Yeah, I try to support okay. the the locals, yeah, as opposed. All to right, that good. Is.
1: That's good. I miss that. I miss having local Mexican joints.
0: Do you know what Chichi stands for in in uh, in in, in, Me- I, in, in I Spanish? Don't. No. Yeah, you should you should look it up.
1: Look, look it up. All right, that sounds yeah. interesting.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's in the it's it's actually a slang. It's a it's a it's a slang.
1: Is it really? It is. It's a Mexican restaurant chain, and and they used a, a slang word
0: yes mm-hmm. huh, yeah you should you should totally look that up all right I will. you should do that on your work computer yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh goodness <laughs> all right well anyway
0: should we get to today's comic bob we probably should yeah all right uh so as i mentioned before we are covering captain america 373 and it is streets of poison part two all right, Bob, I know you love when I, I uh do the solicitation, so I should go ahead and do that. Oh, absolutely. All right. You ready? It's a whopping, it's a it's a it's a whopper of a solicitation. You ready? <laughs> I'm ready. All right, here you go. Captain America goes berserk. The result could mean the death of Diamondback. That's it. <laughs> wow that really sucked me in you know i'll tell you what would suck you in and that is the cover now the cover is by ron Lim and danny balandi you want to take the the uh, listeners through the cover because that would suck me in
1: all right well i'll do my best rick so um we are on a rooftop somewhere likely in new york city uh, we see uh, we see tall buildings rising in the background and we see in the foreground standing on the roof of one of these tall buildings, Captain America. And he's looking up with his arms spread wide with uh-huh. a look of shock on his face oh, because yeah. high above him in the air, we see a uh, a tussle going on.
0: Ooh, do do tell.
1: Yeah, there's a tussle and we see a black widow who is swinging into the scene um and connecting with her extended legs into diamondback who is on top of a sky cycle high above cap mm. and so uh you know we don't know what happened here we don't know how this situation came about but we know that. Uh, Cap is shocked by the whole uh, series of events that's going on here, and and I definitely want to learn more of what's going on. But an interesting feature of this cover is down in the lower right hand corner. Oh is... no no
0: no, Bob, oh, we are no. not skipping not... over the Black Widow versus Diamondback. Mm. Can we get into more detail, please? Perhaps maybe what they're wearing. <laughs> well, all right, I, I I guess yeah, that's probably a lot
1: of folks might be interested in that. So uh, Black Widow is wearing uh, a skin tight gray. Mm bodysuit. uh and she's got her short fiery red hair uh mm-hmm. in, in this uh, particular uh uh look and then diamondback is wearing now her- hold
0: on let's go back to, to black widow so you uh, okay. you're right it's the gray skin type bodysuit, but mm-hmm. you left out the most distinguishing part of the suit is that little pointed collar that goes up behind oh, her.
1: Oh, like the very vampire like uh collar. Yeah. No, so yeah. now
0: I think I think listeners get it, right? Like they mm-hmm. know which co- which cuz that's classic Frank Miller Daredevil looking uniform. Mm-hmm. She got the, you know, the bracelets on and then she's got the little black widow um uh in- black insignia up on her her uh right side of her uh chest. Yeah right yeah yeah Yeah. all right you may go on
1: all right and so then we also have uh, a beautiful diamondback who is Mm -hmm. on the sky cycle caught unawares by black widow and she's wearing her you know her classic like tight pink bodysuit
0: is it would you classify it as skin type Bob?
1: um i would I we, we classify it as right. uh, skin tight, although you know a lot of it is, is obscured by Black Widow's legs in this particular scene. But Unless you're a
0: got... hip hip guy or a breast yeah, guy, yeah, her, then her, that, her... Those, those are those are out there.
1: <laughs> they, they really are. Thank you, thank you, Ron Lim. Um, and yeah, so she's got you know her her uh, her, her her little diamond uh, darts mm-hmm. in uh, their quiver around her upper thigh. She's oh, got almost purple... like
0: a garter belt.
1: Almost like a garter belt, yeah, a thick garter mm. belt with with diamond darts, mm-hmm. and uh, and she's got her little domino mask on, which is always a, a sexy look.
0: Oh yeah, um, yeah, because yeah. you can't tell who they are with that. Yeah, thing it's on. a surprise, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean,
1: it's the best of all disguises. Um, so, yeah,
0: yeah, and I like the logo that they use. It uh, it says the Black Widow versus Diamondback, but I like I like the logo.
1: Right. Yeah. So different fonts for Black Widow. Than, than are used for for diamond. Uh,
0: yes, things. and then the O is replaced with an actual diamond on on mm-hmm. it, standing up on its tip.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Now right, you may you may proceed now All to right. the to the the part in the bottom right corner. You were so All excited right. to get. Yeah.
1: To that. So on the bottom right corner we see a uh. Another, I'm gonna I'm gonna a shameless plug here. It's a round circle inset that is roughly the same size as a what would Cap do challenge coin. Oh. Uh, and in that uh, inset, we see the face of Bullseye. Uh,
0: then, I am taking my What Would Cap Do challenge coin, and I am placing uh-huh. it on the cover of 373. Okay. Not even close, Bob.
1: Really? It's not roughly <laughs> the same size. No, That's not how I'd even hed- close. I, I, I hedged my bets.
0: <laughs> no, not even close. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the uh, I'll put it to you this way: the the coin. Yeah. Would just barely covered the black widow versus diamondback starburst Ooh, okay well here's the brick th- now since i brought up the
1: coin well check out my new purse my coin purse
0: it's leather or pleather it's, it's probably it's, pleather
1: it's pleather right yeah and, and uh, uh folks it's it's a circular little uh pleather coin purse <laughs> That has a little hook on it, and so it can go onto my keychain. It looks uh, like a ball sack. It does, it does. But inside <laughs> is my coin. Uh, so, does it fit
0: just one coin?
1: It just fits one coin. I oh, you can't I could, put
0: you, you can't put the blue one in with the red.
1: I probably could fit, force both of them in there, but it's designed. But you don't for want one it, coin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, very neat. All right, so I can, Bob. I can please,
0: please now. explain to me why you have that.
1: Because I'm gonna use that it is my such an chain. American
0: thing to do. Of like, uh, we uh, I'm gonna create something that no one needs.
1: Yeah, well, because I have been carrying the same Captain America shield keychain for probably six years. Mm-hmm. My son gave it to me, you know, for my birthday or something six years ago. And that little shield, finally the metal stress broke. Yeah, uh, uh, and fell off, and so I was like, "Well, I need a new, I need a new fob on my keychain." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "What better fob for a keychain than my What Would Cap Do challenge coin?" I'm
0: okay. I'm concerned though, Bob, because there's no way to officially close the top of that, and I'm concerned that it could slide out. Oh, no, uh, look! Now, okay. Listeners, what he's doing right now is he's taking the the, the ball down. sack and he's yep. making it upside down, yep. and he's it's, shaking it, yeah. which is really disturbing. It's very- and the, the <laughs> like coin I'm is not. Now, now he's dingling it.
1: <laughs> it doesn't come out, Rick. It's if it, the coin is 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 uh, is as snug as a bug in a rug.
0: Bob, my- never do that in my presence right. again. <laughs>
1: so this is my new keychain fob. That I'm going to have. um,
0: Yeah. I like
1: that. All right. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't have to carry it in my pocket because sometimes I forget to change from one, you know, put it in one pair of pants to a different if I'm getting dressed up or something. And now I have it with me all the time, Rick.
0: Mm, Very nice. Speaking of of the challenge coin. So when I was at OAX in Orlando last weekend, I um, uh, met, you know, a bunch of cap fans and some people who I knew I had sent the coin to and I challenged them, and they didn't have it. All
1: those stuff. And then
0: I was like, well, you know, that means you have to buy the drinks. Yeah. And they're like, and you know, there's an open bar tonight. And I was, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, there's an after party. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then some of the creators, like uh, Dan Juergens and uh, and others I, I had seen, and I was like, uh, you know, I don't think I gave you the new version, so here you go.
1: That was nice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, gosh. Did I not do that for John Beatty? John, if you are listening, please ping me. If I if I have not given you the red coin, please let me know, and I will send one out to you. All yeah. right. About getting back to the, can we get back to what's in that coin? We went on a tangent. We yeah. were talking about what was in the circle yeah. on the cover. Yeah. And what is it? It's bullseye. It is it's bullseye. Yeah. And he's holding. What is that called? A sigh. Psy? S-A-I, yes. yeah. Uh, which is a little disturbing because that was the weapon of Electra and he killed Electra using her own weapon. Yeah. So there is something here. So it does say plus the return of Bullseye. Now, here's an interesting fact. When we say the return of Bullseye, Bullseye is a, a very notable villain in the Marvel universe,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I think we all, very few people who read Marvel comics don't know that villain. Yeah. and and most associate him with daredevil right mm-hmm. well interesting uh, enough about uh, bullseye is that you know he he first appeared in 1976 uh in daredevil he was introduced in issues 131 and 132 and then he had been in uh off and on in daredevil in 77 1979 and then frank miller took over in 1979, and he brought Bullseye, you know, uh, up to, like, major league status. And uh, as I said, you know, he had actually ended up killing Elektra, which was Daredevil's love at the time. And uh, he had been, gosh, he had had only been in Daredevil comics up until this point, okay? Uh, He had only been in 19 issues of Daredevil the last time we saw bullseye was in daredevil 200 which came out in 1983 so that's like seven years ago yeah um right. that bullseye is just not around so the fact that mark runewall brought back bullseye is a, is it was actually really cool and it, we look at this story now and we're like oh yeah bullseye is a cool villain uh he's got a unique power set and uh he's associated with daredevil it's cool to see him here but at the time when this story came out it was uh he wasn't well known yeah outside of daredevil fans
1: that's pretty cool i didn't know that
0: that's my that's my thing bob i like to bring knowledge to when we do these episodes
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah all right anything (laughs) else on the cover you want to go over
1: uh no, I think we should probably progress. All
0: right. Well, yeah. uh, it does have the trade dress of at the top. It says "Streets of Poison," right? And then "Poison" has like a, a splatter behind it, and it is, you know that is something that they they're doing because again, this is a a bi-weekly book, um, coming out uh, you know over the summer. Um, this has a cover date of July 1990, but release date of May 15. So basically. Streets of Poison started in May and then found its way through June, two issues, and July, two issues, and then went into August. So uh, there is a backup story because that's how they you know, they did this, they, they had different artists um, so that they could keep on schedule, but we're not getting into that just as we did not in the last one. So this story is called Afterblow and the writer, as I mentioned, Mark Grunewald, penciler, Ron Lim, inker Danny Bolandi, and then the others, uh, we have colorist, Steve Busolato, letterer, Joe Rosen, editor, Ralph Macchio. Do it. all right bob uh let's get to the first page i'm actually going to pull out my handy dandy copy here that i have my my personal collection from when this was brand new uh all those many years ago i guess 33 years ago 34 years 33 years ago yeah and still in really good condition uh and just so we know we we left off it was a cliffhanger last issue. And uh, it was Cap who is on this uh, mission to really uh, fight against the drug problem in his local uh, town. Because um, Fabian, who has been uh, kind of like a mechanic and, and engineer and helper for him for quite some time, um, he uh, he's now on this new drug called ICE. And um you know, it's kind of like angel dust type of type, type of thing, right? And so, uh, Cap really had his eyes open to the issues of drug problem in the United States, and did some research. He was like, "Man, I, I need to do something about this." And so he he goes to a supplier's warehouse, and uh, it he he's in this building, and he comes across somebody. I think it was called Napalm. Is that right? And uh, Napalm's like, hey, I've got one trick, and here it is. And he goes and he he hits the detonator button, and then there's a big explosion. Here we are, opening up this comic, gigantic splash page, uh, one big panel on the opening page, and we see uh, a warehouse on fire. Big explosion. The roof and sides are on fire. The windows have been blown out. And uh, we see John Jameson, who was kind of pretending to be a uh, punisher, I, right? I guess, when Cap yeah. left the booth with yeah. or left the van with um, uh, two of the the narcs in there, essentially. And uh, he was supposed to sit and wait. And then he's looking out the window and he's like, holy. Inside this warehouse walks the star spangled Avenger acting on a tip. That it is a major supply depot for Manhattan's illicit drug trade. Outside in a van waits John jameson his steadfast aide de camp. Then, without warning, the night sky explodes. What? What? You looked at me. Should I said aide de camp? <laughs> I thought that was an awful fancy
1: way of, of saying it. Right? I was Did going I? fancy. Yeah. I like that about
0: you. I, I yeah. appreciate it. Next page. Um, John Jameson gets out of the, the van and uh, the fire you could see is like lit on his body. He's, he's glowing. Cap's in there. I got to no. Cap's job is to play hero. My job is to stay out of trouble and coordinate contingency operations. So he gets on the phone. Peggy, Jameson, priority blue. 18th and 11th get the police and fire departments here a asap Cab, he may have been caught in an explosion don't know the cause stay put and don't do anything foolish john i'll get a backup avenger there as soon as i can potter out so then she gets on the computer and she punches up uh the 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 avengers
1: i guess roster right
0: roster thank you that was the word i'm looking for So she says, punch up the actives. Uh, Bob, you want to take us through that? Can you read that?
1: Yeah. So uh, it says, uh, in in order, as they appear on the screen, Captain America, on assignment, Manhattan, Quasar, off-world, Circe, personal business, French Riviera, Mm. She-Hulk, whereabouts, unknown, Thor, off-world, Vision, personal business, Los Angeles, Black Widow, Manhattan.
0: Hold on now. Uh, So then she says, hmm, not promising. How about the reserves?
1: Right. Yeah. So uh, Black Widow, Manhattan, Captain Marvel, New Orleans, Louisiana, Hellcat, San Francisco, California, Hercules, off-world,
0: Moon Dragon.
1: (laughs) Moon Dragon, incommunicado, whereabouts unknown, and Star Fox, off-world.
0: So that's interesting to me. Um, She-Hawk just got whereabouts unknown. Moondragon got incommunicado, whereabouts unknown. So does that mean like they, they can get in touch with She-Hulk, but they just don't know where she is?
1: Yeah, he's not he's not been checking in.
0: She-Hulk? No, Moondragon. Moondragon's a, a female.
1: Oh, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm not okay. if you're familiar with Moondragon. Moondragon, incommunicado means not been checking in.
0: You know. Oh, yeah. I guess that's a military term.
1: Yeah, right. You don't have to check in periodically.
0: You know, oh, so She Hulk's checking in, but she's yeah. just not knowing where she's at.
1: Right? Yeah.
0: Moon Dragon's like, I don't got time for this.
1: Yeah, I don't got time for this. I'm busy.
0: All right. Yeah. Black Widow is the closest. I'll activate her emergency signaler. See if she responds. Hmm. There's also a certain non-Avenger that I bet Cap would want me to notify. Next page. Elsewhere in Manhattan, and her phone rings. Bob. And it's it's Rachel and she's in bed and she's like, who in the hello? Diamondback Peggy Carter, our mutual friend may be in trouble. A warehouse on 18th and 11th. Jameson is on the scene. Huh? Oh, thanks, Miss Carter. Thanks. Cap. And she pulls back the covers. 18th and 11th, 15 minutes later. And there's Diamondback showing up in a trench coat and a hat to kind of hide her disguise and she comes walking up john diamond cap no sign of him we he may be still in there till the firemen get the blaze under control they can't get anywhere near to even check for survivors cap and she gets tears in her eyes i love this panel
1: yeah it is a good one right it's very emotional you can tell Um, yeah Yeah.
0: And then we cut to some of those punks that we saw in the last uh, uh, issue where they were, uh, you know, at the crime scene. Right. What do you make of this low life? Think Napalm just got antsy? No, man. Nate wouldn't blow unless he would. He could have hoisted someone who who was on to us. The fat man slobs? Probably. I'm going to report this to the boss. Then I think it's time we turned up the heat on the fat man's cracker jacks. And then, um, so John Jameson is, is holding Rachel, who looks like she needs to be consoled. She has her head in, her, uh, in his chest. Easy, Diamond. You know as well as what I, a tough customer, Cap, is. He's been in worse scraps than, than this and walked away. Hmm. Didn't know she cared this much about him excuse me this a private dance or can anyone join in and they turn around and who is it bob oh my goodness it's cap it is and he's standing there with no worse for wear and then rachel just goes right into his his chest and 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 hugs him uh, really strongly cap oh i'm so glad you're okay had us worried man and cap goes me too and then he Bends over and gives a big old lip lock to Rachel. And she is shocked. Her eyes are wide open. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, what? Like I would be if Cap kissed me. (laughs) Did he just do what I thought he did? Cap, you uh, feeling okay? Never felt better. How'd you get out of there? We turn the page and we get a little... We a little uh, recap. Uh, I I would say it's a flashback, but it's not because it's not something we've seen before, but it is going through, Cap's kind of taking us through, uh, and you see the scenes as as he's describing them, the hard way. I was on the top floor, having gone in through the skyline. I was expecting whoever was in there to come running at the sound of the break-in. The only one who showed was a kid calling himself Napalm. He had something the size of a cigarette pack in his hand. It was a detonator. The instant I realized he was going to use it, I turned to dash towards the nearest uh, window. I didn't quite make it before the shockwave of the explosion hit me. I dimly recall a sensation of flying. And that's the last thing I knew until I woke up a few minutes ago. across the street from the explosion on the rooftop of another building. I'm a lucky so-and-so, huh? I don't get it. Why would somebody blow himself up just to try to get to you? Takes all kinds. Come on, let's go. I'm in dire need of a shower. That doesn't seem like Cap, right? <laughs> it really does.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: Oh. Don't you want the paramedics to give you a quick once-over? Check for some smoke inhalation and stuff? Not necessary, John. I've never felt better in my life. And he has a smile on his face. Get in. You come coming, back? So they're driving away in the van, and you know how you could tell they're driving away, Vaughn?
1: It's got the telltale exhaust, my friend.
0: Yeah. What happened to the two dealers we persuaded to leave us to this big supply dump? I let them go, Cap. I figured we'd gotten out of them all we're going to. It'll be interesting to see if they go back to their trade after we put the fear of the Punisher into them. No doubt they will. But at least they'll have to find themselves a new supplier before they can do any more dealing. You've been awfully quiet, Diamondback. What's up? Nothing. Just relieved you're okay, Cap. And they're going down the street. But we see in the shadows, high up, high up at the top of one of the buildings, somebody on the side of the building, a la Spider-Man. And who is it, Bob?
1: Um, well, I think we're led to believe that this is uh Black Widow, it's her silhouette and the Black Widow hourglass, uh, yeah, uh, motif on her back.
0: Hours later, inside the penthouse ex- executive suite of the Fisk building, and we see the escaped uh bullseye. Now, he's still in his his clothing that he you know, escaped from prison in and he's sitting on top of uh, the secretary's desk and he has her in a headlock uh, with her head and she's just crying and outside of the door of an office you're new here i understand that you don't recognize me you don't realize i'm a man who is not to be trifled with you have no idea how i got past that goonie boys to make it in this far into the man's lair now all i want you to do is and then coming through the door bob who is it it's wilton fisk the King aka Pan yeah kingpin and he uh what is he wearing so he's got
1: uh you know he's got those lovely purple pants mm-hmm. and a white jacket with i would say a... they're magenta okay magenta Fair right yeah. yeah they're,
0: they're not grape colored they're but they're yeah. purplish
1: yeah purplish right yeah well, magenta fuchsia you know that in that, that category yeah right. yeah. yeah fuchsia's yeah. good i'll take fuchsia yeah, yeah. he's got a lavender uh, vest on and a uh, an orange ascot around mm-hmm. his neck he's colorful and he is he's a colorful character yeah i like
0: his, I sense see what of you did
1: his fashion fashion sense yeah he's got a lot of confidence
0: Uh huh. release her at once so you are in mr fisk funny thing a lot of the people around here were under the erroneous impression you wouldn't want to see me. Let her go. Come into my office. See, Toots, I told you he wanted to see me. I've forgotten how much I missed this place, rotting in prison and all these eons. Which reminds me, what's the story, Fisk? I'm the best hitman you ever had. Why'd you never bust me out of stir? Or is that beyond your powers these days? Nothing is beyond my power, Mr. Pointexter. I simply felt that if you weren't capable of getting yourself out of prison, you no longer had what it takes to be any use to me. Now, then what can I do for you? To begin with, you can get rid of that ridiculous-looking woman skulking about in the shadows there. And he pushes her, his thumb to, uh, who is that? That would be uh, Typhoid Mary. And how would you describe to the listeners what Typhoid Mary looks like?
1: Wow, she has a certain '90s look to her, Rick. Mm -hmm. And by a '90s look, I mean she's got sort of a big uh, reddish hair, uh, a very '90s looking big hair, right? Um, And it's almost, but it's it's
0: it's. it's, Wouldn't you say it's like almost like dread, not dreadlocks, but um...
1: um, tight tight curls. Yeah. Like a yeah. like a ragged not like a no, not like a raggedy and doll, but um but yeah, they're they're uh it's not dreadlocks. Okay. But long tight curls. Um yeah, there's a but not
0: not the type of hair that. you would typically see on a Caucasian.
1: True, true, yeah, yeah. And it is red hair, so um it's a, it's it's definitely a, a a style I've seen before. I, I just can't the the name i'm sure one of our listeners will will chime in and tell us what the name of this hairdo is okay let's, let's hope so so she's got um uh <laughs> she's got some facial makeup right rick so the right side of her face is is painted white and the left side is unadorned and she's got bright red lipstick on uh she she's wearing a a purple top i mean i'm again a fuchsia top right um and then Bikini briefs, black bikini briefs. So it's it's an odd looking uh, ensemble.
0: And then uh, she also has um, kind of like shoulder pads, and then yeah. she has uh, swords hanging on each side of her, like you know, harness on each side of her hips.
1: Yeah, and shoulder pads were were you know big in the nineties, man.
0: Yeah, but these are actually really big. Uh, yeah. These 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 are not the these are not the uh, you know sport coat. High shoulder pads. These these right. are like yeah. uh armor shoulder yeah. pads. Good yeah. point, yeah. And then did you mention her face?
1: I did, yes. Oh half half painted half okay. painted, half uh not, yeah.
0: Okay. Mary, if you would. Gotta tell you something, Mr. Fisk. Your taste in woman is really going to the dogs. Now I'm turning the page, half expecting her. To, like, turn and, like, do something to him after that yeah. insult. But she didn't. Right.
1: She didn't. Right.
0: I'm a busy man, Dexter. Get to your point of your visit. And he's got a cigar lit with the smoke coming up. Why? Isn't it obvious? I want to sign up as your number one boy again. Well, you're not saying anything. Come on. There must be something you want a man of my talents to do. Yes. There is. I want you to get some dental work and some presentable clothes. When that is done, we'll talk. See my secretary for the arrangements. Hey, thanks. And he puts his hand out to shake. And Wilson Fisk just looks at him.
1: <laughs> so then
0: he uh, he turns and he leaves out the office. And then uh, Typhoid Mary is there. So that is the famous bullseye, hmm? What will you do with him? I'll think of something. Next page, we see Cap, and I guess he got that shower he was after uh, because he's drying his hair with a towel, and he's got his mask down, but he still has his uniform on and the shield on his back. And uh, he's walking up to Fabian and Rachel who are sitting at a table uh, having uh, something, you know, looks like a... Looks like a a... Tray from the mess hall, right? Because it's, yeah. you know? Yeah. And they're in the Avengers headquarters. Okay, I'm set. Um, For what? To get back out in the streets, start following up on what we've learned. What have we learned? That whoever's behind whatever was in that warehouse has been willing to die to protect the secrets. Oh, hi, Peggy. Sorry to interrupt, but I just wanted to tell you that the Tucson house people have accepted Fabian into the drug rehab program he's there right now great okay let's move out but we don't have a plan or anything we'll think of one as we go along that doesn't sound like cap sure doesn't later on 164th street and there's somebody just uh standing guard outside of a you know, dilapidated building with boarded up windows what's he singing bob
1: i don't i don't recall that song rick
0: no i was you really know, like when you, you would sing it
1: uh i i'm not going to sing it because uh i don't want to be taken the wrong way i don't want you to shake oh your body
0: way. On... <laughs> Hey, hey, hey! shake your body on the floor tonight make my day
1: oh, is this uh this isn't gloria estevan and no 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 what is no. this
0: i don't is remember do not know cnc music factor i don't know
1: yeah. I mean,
0: Google's make my usually day good
1: about putting Make my lyrics. day. So, yeah.
0: Make my day. You know that song. Come on. Make I'm my gonna... day. Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shake your body. Come on.
1: Folks, if you can just see Rick Grooven right now,
0: <laughs> <laughs> bobbing my head. Uh and then there's some guy who I don't recognize. Maybe That's is this one of the guys one huh? That's low, That's low, low life. life. Okay. Yeah. I was just about to say Uh looks like one of the punks. There it is, my target. Imagine that, a crack house in a ritzy neighborhood like this. Put the pedal to the metal, pick up some speed, and the 50 pounds of plastic attached to the engine of this baby is going to go... Boom! I hope he got out of the van first. There's no picture of him doing so.
1: Yeah, he's jumping out of the van.
0: Right? I don't see him jumping out of the van. I think that's him going, No, that's the guy who's singing in the front. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I
1: guess you're right. Yeah. Well, hopefully he did jump out of the van.
0: Yeah. Or not. Next page, the Fisk building that night. And that's totally out of that deck panel is totally out of like a Frank Miller uh Fisk building in the pages of Daredevil. Suit fits like a glove, Mr. F. But this false tooth needs some getting used to. Then get used to it. I have an assignment for you. Oh, yeah? One of my crack houses in Harlem was blown up a few hours ago by a garbage truck carrying explosives. Six of my people were injured. Two died. Eight hours before that, a lower west side warehouse exploded. According to my police contacts, evidence that illicit narcotics were being stored there was found in the warehouse. Wreckage. The narcotics were not mine. I need to know two things. Who is bringing illegal drugs into my city without my knowledge? And who attacked one of my supply houses? No offense, Mr. Fisk, but who do I look like? Columbo? And he's sitting there picking his teeth with a a little toothpick. I'm not an investigator. I'm take the job or remove yourself from my sight. All right. All right. I'll take it. And he starts walking away. But I got to tell you, this is a big waste of my talents. And he tosses the toothpick over his shoulder, not even looking. And the toothpick lands directly in the middle of his cigar that was in his hand and sticks it. That takes some talent there, Bob. Indeed. Soon outside, we see Bullseye in a trench coat Uh, walking up to a building but he's being seen through some sort of fancy binoculars batman must be trying to bust my chops with this if he doesn't have 10 private dicks on the payroll and we cut to black widow and she is hanging underneath a gargoyle on the outside of a building very very high up and she's wearing that classic outfit that you described from the cover and she is holding binoculars and she has a thought balloon that is one of surprise and a uh, very expressed emotion. And it's him now, but for those who aren't big daredevil fans, like I am, mm-hmm. um, I mentioned, you know, the fact that that bullseye was, introduced in daredevil and you know he had spent uh you know from 76 to 83 being a big thorn in Bullseye's side now during those frank miller issues and afterwards when claus jensen was doing the art um black widow was very very prevalent in in uh in the comics now Mm -hmm. i'll even go back further so black widow was a romantic interest of daredevil matt murdoch and then she actually be, became his partner. So she, back in the early 70s, back, we're talking Daredevil 81, um, it, she became, in in the monthly book of Daredevil, it actually ended up being, you know, remember like there was a time where Captain America and the Falcon was the title? Yeah. Well, it was Daredevil and Black Widow Okay. was the title. And a lot of people don't know that. But uh, yeah, so from 1971, uh, for quite some time like all the way oh gosh uh 75 like she was almost in it almost every single month that's a long time yeah and uh and so frank miller brought her back in uh gosh he he well he frank miller didn't bring her back she actually came back like uh in the 150s um and then frank miller he took over in 159 and then or was it 158 anyway um he he brought uh her into the story um that featured daredevil in the hand i'm sorry daredevil and and um uh his mentors you know stick and and so on going up against the hand which is like the japanese you know uh ninjas and, and so on it was a fantastic story amazing story uh and so she was prevalent in that and so she fought up against bullseye and again bullseye hit, killed electra so um for and, and bullseye has been gone for all these years to see him come back was a big shock to black widow here so just painting a little bit good, of a context and picture yeah, yeah. So then we cut to someone else's binoculars and it's Captain America. And he's on top of a building in downtown and he is looking over the warehouse that uh, he was in where it blew up. Anything? Not yet. I know I'm new at this, but I thought criminals only return to the scene of the crime in the movies. If you're bored, you're welcome to go join John in the van or no, no, I'm, I'm having fun. Um. So what's with your big interest in the drug scene all of a sudden? Anything to do with Fabian's problem? Mm Mm-hmm. Something he said really bothered me, too. He said since the super soldier serum in me could be considered a drug, am I not a walking endorsement for better living through drug use? I never thought like that. Cap, the more time I spend with you, the more I think that explosion shook you up a lot more than you let on. That sudden kiss you gave me? your Weird conversation tangents, your eagerness to cap wolf to high eagle spotted unidentified. I, you know, when I first read this, Bob, I thought it's a cap wolf, but it's car wolf. <laughs> <All right. laughs> car wolf to high eagle spotted unidentified man entering the building through a window on the far side of the block. Over, let's go. So Next page, uh, we see Cap flying the sky cycle. Uh, and I don't think we I mean other we saw that on the cover, so I think we kind of talked about the sky cycle, but if you don't know what it is, uh go back to to uh, episode uh, 170. Let's and he's flying and he's got diamondback holding on the back of him. She's seated, you know, seated like you know, like a motorcycle, right? And she's on the back and she's got her arms around him. He's said, like, let go of me, Diamond. Huh? I'm getting off here. And he jumps off, and she has to, like, reach forward to grab the the controls on the SkyCycle. Wait, you never showed me how to pilot this thing. Cap! And he's just diving towards the, uh, the warehouse. I'm going to hit that building. Got to pull up. Pull up. Oh. And luckily, she does. And next page. What the bleep? is wrong with him? Managed to level this thing off, but how do you slow it down? Get it to land. Cap, I'm going to get you for this. Hey, what's? I'm off balance again. She so turns around. My, someone snagged this buggy with a cable line. Too dark to make out who it is. Reeling their way up fast. I'm having a hard time, enough time just keeping this thing under me without an uninvited passenger. Sorry, pal. And uh, who is it, Bob? Oh, my God, it's Black Widow. And she's reeling up pretty quickly, but she's greeted in the face with Rachel's kick. Did I drop him? Where would he? But Black Widow uses that momentum. She swings up and she kicks both feet into Rachel's face, a la what we're seeing on the cover. Yes. But we have a little bit of a different angle. So we get a little bit more of Rachel
1: we certainly do Rick.
0: how would you describe this panel bob <laughs> i would not because
1: <laughs> because uh this may become public knowledge uh to my uh my beloved so.
0: oh, okay next page <laughs> and we get three large panels of rachel and uh black widow fighting each other so black widow lands on the sky cycle and she's she's got uh her knees bent and her right hand down. And her left hand cocked. The name is Black Widow. This is Captain America's vehicle. What have you done with him? Black Widow. I heard of her. She's a Soviet defector. A rogue agent of some sort. What's she doing here? What she want with Cap? hi And she goes to kick. <laughs> and Black Widow, of course, just blocks it. And then she elbows Rachel to the face. A bop. This is a cool page, right? Like these are big panels. Yeah. We got full body shots. And it's, uh, you know, when heroes sometimes get mistaken and they fight each other. Yeah. That happens. Well, there we are. Yeah. Black Widow and Rachel. Yeah.
1: They could be friends. They could be. Why aren't they? Take a minute to ask questions
0: and listen. Stop and listen. (laughs) (laughs) So. Uh, next page, we see Cap in the warehouse, and he's running around in the dark. There's not much left of this building except it's iron skeleton of a huge amount of debris at the, wait, a light, a flashlight beam. I think I found my man, whoever he is. And it's Bullseye, and he's got a shovel in one hand and a flashlight in the other. This is a total waste, as if there's going to be any clues left in this disaster area. But if I want to get back into good graces with the fat, I almost said with the fat man, <laughs> with the man, I've got to at least make an effort. See how close I can get without, blast, send a piece of crud over the edge. Maybe he won't notice it. But he does. Makes a noise. What was that? I don't know. Probably lost the element of surprise by now. Better move in as quickly as I can, regardless of the noise. Oh, great. The light flicked off. I didn't hear any sudden movement. He's got to be around here somewhere. Well, look what we have here. And Bullseye notices Cap. Next page, we get back to the, the chick fight. Sure, you're an Avenger spy lady, and I'm Princess Di. Now, who's Princess Di, Bob? Back in 1990... Oh
1: my goodness. I just got done watching the crown's final season, Rick. So uh Princess Diana is on my mind. Yeah. Yeah, right. Princess Diana. Definitely a cultural uh celebrity back then. What's
0: the what what's the is what is that? A documentary? No, it's like a
1: docudrama so oh, okay. roughly based on real life but uh you know fictionalized you know dialogues and, and things like that around real real events so oh, okay. it's, really a, it's really a great show
0: I gotcha. gosh yeah you know i saw uh speaking of which i, I saw a, a documentary last night on beavers did you really yeah the yeah. best damn show i ever saw
1: <laughs> on beavers i'm
0: gonna let that sink in <laughs> <clears throat> Get your glass, what is it, glass host? Glass,
1: Off my right? Glass most.
0: What is a glass host?
1: That was, uh, that was one of uh two major uh domestic and foreign policies initiated by Michael Gor- uh, Gorbachev. Okay, I regret I Mikhail asked. Gorbachev. Uh, Gorbachev, right. uh, yeah.
0: Not until you tell me what you did with the captain. And she kicks her in the solar plastics. And she goes, oof, because, you know, she had the wind knocked out of her i'm so busy holding on trying to block her blows i didn't have time to go for one of my trick diamonds bob would you try to block her blow
1: i wouldn't block her blow at all i'd welcome it (laughs) i'd embrace it rick
0: i've got a tear gas filled in one of my left hip if i and i just had a hand free to go for it and then next thing you know the sky cycle is going towards the river bob whoa whoa We're, we're beginning to lose altitude fast we're going to, widow, chill out a second and help me steer this thing. We're heading straight towards the Hudson. What must we do? I, I don't know. And they crash. Here, do it again. I, I'm not hearing a word. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? I just see, a, <laughs> I just see a funny looking face. I just see a, <laughs> splooch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no, the ladies got splooged on. Yeah, they got splooged. <laughs> <laughs> Last page. Last page. It is a half-page splash. Um, the, the top of the page has five panels, and then the bottom is one big panel, which is really cool. And so Cap, again, is in the dark. He's going through the debris. He has his shield, and uh, he's thinking to himself, I know he's here. He knows I'm here. I'm moving about. He's holding still, I'm Captain America. He's in big huh and he and then we see bull'seye throwing one hand he's throwing the lit flashlight, the other he's throwing that that uh it's not so much of the shovels, it's kind of like a half shovel, half spade because it's not as long as a shovel, but it's shorter, but it it has that you know, that pointed metal spade part. And he's throwing both at the same time. And we go to the half splash page and Cap's putting up his shield and he's thinking blinded light aimed right at my eyes. And he, he of course puts his shield up towards the light that's coming out of him and he deflects the shield. But what is not being deflected is that giant pointy spade going at his um, mid solar plexus classic misdirection continued in two weeks wowzer bob talk about a cliffhanger so we have cap going up against bullseye for the first time and he's about to get impaled we have uh black widow and rachel fighting each other and they just got splooged and are in the in the hudson right yeah these are some serious cliffhangers, Bob. Yeah, yeah. We don't know the status of any of these people now. Right. All right. What did you think of this, this issue?
1: All right. It's getting good, Rick. We're getting good. We're seeing some ca- caps a little bit off, you know? He um, is. Yeah, yeah something's weird. Quite right. Yeah, very impulsive. and uh, uh, But, you know, I don't know. He's out there d- getting it done. And uh, it's interesting to see Diamondback and Black Widow, uh, you know, going at it so i just had a moment
0: <laughs> <laughs> you did you did totally a...
1: froze up there for a second uh-huh. <laughs> my own little world uh so yeah i mean interesting to see how that's going
0: to get resolved as well yeah and i do i do like uh yeah i'd like where this story's going and i like the pacing i like the way that it's going back and forth between mm-hmm. stories you know with kingpin and and so on um i think mark runwald he's doing an excellent job as far as the writing. And then I like Ron Lim's layouts. You know, I think Ron Lim is telling uh, a good story with his art by pacing and, and the pages and, you know, what you see on the next page and so on. Um, And he's, he's certainly paying some fan service, right. With with some of the the imagery that he's doing as well. Um, I wouldn't mind owning some art from this story personally. Um, Some really cool pages. So speaking of that, uh, let's get into favorite, favorite panel. Okay.
1: Yeah. I think you go first, right? Am I right? I do.
0: I yeah. do go first. Uh, I'm going to go. Oof. I'm going to go with, uh, in, in my comic. It, it's page 15. And um, it's when Black Widow is hanging and she she sees Bullseye and she with the binoculars and she says him. I really love this panel. I think Ron Lim and, and Danny Bolandi are doing their best Frank Miller and Klaus Janssen i think um the the art style is very reminiscent and of that um i'd like you're slightly looking up at black widow and uh the gargoyle there um the the, the detail in the stone that you see um you know there and I, I i love that classic outfit and she the way she's got her her toes on the building and she's hanging um because we sometimes forget that she has the ability to stick to things um at least during this time period she did Mm -hmm. and um i don't know it's it's just you know the shadows uh it's just really well executed uh by ron Lim and danny balandi so uh, that's my favorite panel
1: nice nicely done nicely done how about you yeah, I, I'm I'm shocked, Rick, that you went with that, even though it was a great choice, because I, I'm going to go, uh, again, I'm, I'm working off a digital book here, so I'm going with uh, page five, that three-quarter splash where, where Cap recounts how he escaped the building mm. once uh, Napalm, uh, uh, you know, did the whole flame flame mm-hmm. thing, right? So mm-hmm. uh, that's just an amazing three quarter splash with uh, the the left mm-hmm. side of the page being the right side of Cap's face, and mm-hmm. on the right side of the page having a series of four miniature panels that outline, you know, the the series of events that led to Cap's uh, getting blown out of the building mm-hmm. from the explosion. It's really neat, particularly the way uh, you know Cap has been rendered here. He's got mm-hmm. soot on his face and the shadows. Um and it's just it's really cool it's a great great page
0: yeah and it's good actions uh, panels as well yeah mm-hmm. excellent choice I I would I wouldn't mean mind owning I don't own would, any Ron Lim uh, published awesome, art yeah amazing page yeah yeah all right what are you putting on t
1: shirt ooh t shirt uh I think I'm gonna have to go um oh I'm gonna go with the kiss. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. When I, and, I, and there's a little method here, right? Little method to my madness. I like quirky stuff, and this reminds me of uh, there's that certain genre of art called pop art um, that you know started to become you don't more say. popular. Yeah, in the in like the two thousands, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and this has that feel to it for me. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of pop art images of like men and women kissing, and uh, um, this one sort of does that for me. So. I like it. I, I think it looked great on a t-shirt, maybe rendered with a little bit of, what is that sort of, uh, I don't know, sort of newsprint sort of uh, printing. You know what I'm talking about? Like the dots? I have no idea. What's it called? Like, uh, There's a technique for that, you know, when
0: they print it that way. But anyway, I think it looked great on a shirt. Okay. What about yourself? Hmm. Uh, t-shirt worthy. I'm going to go to page 16 on on my original copy here and and that's the um where cap jumps off the sky cycle oh i'm getting out of here and uh you know it's a nice action you know where cap's jumping out towards you Mm -hmm. and you have rachel in the background yelling cap that would look cool on a t-shirt like just jumping out at you
1: yeah yeah indeed indeed it would all right you got anything to 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 the time capsule worthy
0: uh, I'm going to go with the very last page, um, because that is the first meeting between Captain America and Bullseye. So that is noteworthy okay, in going nice. in my time capsule.
1: Interesting. Interesting.
0: You? Um, did I
1: use SkyCycle last time? I can't remember. I don't know. I, well, I'm going to use it again, because uh, I, I, I'm not a big fan of the SkyCycle. Um, you know, I think its first appearance was like in Hawkeye number one, also written by Grunwald. So it's definitely a Grunewald invention, the Sky mm-hmm. Cycle. Very, mm-hmm. you know, uh very very frequently used in the in the late 80s, early 90s. It really does scream 80s and 90s, um, the sky cycle, particularly the s decades. So I, I that's gonna go into my time capsule. Um, just because it's it's so it just, yeah, it's eighties
0: okay yeah. that's fair yeah. go with that next episode we're 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 ticking off the uh the 2024 bucket list of things that we wanted to do uh, we've already done a few of that right, by streets of poison and we did a cap america annual um and uh we're going to be doing the medusa effect one shot i know you've been oh, begging to do this one for a while now. i love
1: this book yeah
0: now yeah. It's interesting because normally I don't like to go 19, I don't like to go back to back, like the same decade mm-hmm. as far as stories, you know, like we're doing Streets of Poisons, 1990s, Medusa Effect, one shot came out in 1994, but it is a period story. You know, it takes place during World War Two. So right. yeah. uh, I, I feel like that's a way we can get around this because uh, we're kind of going back into classic, right. you know, time Fair period, enough. Fair work, enough. you know, yeah. and, yeah. Uh, you know, written by uh, Roy Thomas and uh, yeah. Looking forward to to getting into that with you next episode.
1: Yeah, I'm excited.
0: Excellent. All right, Bob. I think we covered it all. You have anything left?
1: I certainly do know. Do you want to see my coin purse again?
0: I don't please don't dingle that. <laughs> please don't see that.
1: You wanna take a picture for folks so they can see my coin purse? Yes. Yes. Let's,
0: let's oh, I have to do a screenshot Hold there. Those there we go (laughs) i got it all right awesome all right uh he's bob lucius i'm rick forbonus and you have been listening to another episode of the captain america comic book fans podcast